from the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune. A warm welcome to you as you join us. This is our international English service. In our program today, we bring inspirational music, health talk on principles of life that are basic. With more enjoyable music, you'll also hear God's word to enrich you spiritually. This is your host Sharad and I'm Maureen and you're listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Let's begin our program with a song. Well satisfied, satisfied with Jesus. I'm satisfied, satisfied with Jesus. Said he would be my comfort, and said he would be my guide. Well, well, I looked at my hands, my hands were new. I looked at my feet and made it too. Ever since that wonderful day, my soul's been satisfied. So satisfied, satisfied with Jesus. Oh, satisfied, satisfied with Jesus. Say He would be my comfort. Say He would be my guide. Well, when I looked at my hands, my hands looked new. I looked at my feet and made it too. Ever since that wonderful day, my soul's been satisfied. in mysterious ways is a wonder to perform. You know he plants his feet on every step, and then he rides on every storm. Well, he fixed my feet for a little of I was wandering all alone And it was there I met my Jesus Well, you know he claimed me for his own And then he put his arms all around me There and he threw me up to his side Oh, oh yes, I'm saying it's Today's society has many problems. How can we cope up with them? How can we enjoy health and happiness each day in the face of these influences that bombard us continually? It's time to hear a health talk. Stay with us. 
And now I welcome you back, my listener, that we may go through a different types of diets that we can partake, which are for or against the brain. In our past talk, we realized that the brain is such a good organ that will control every other part of the body, and whatever we eat affects the brain, either for or against good. Now, at this time, we are going to look upon the non-vegetarian diet. Simply, here is what consists of meat eating mixed up with maybe fruits and vegetables. So you are not completely in the vegetarian diet or in the flesh diet, but you are mixing up. You are a non-vegetarian diet-taking person. Now, my beloved listener, those who use flesh meats freely do not always have an unclouded brain. They always have a brain that is always fogged. How can this one happen? And their active intellect that is not right. Why? It's because the use of these flesh animals tends to cause the grossness of the body and it benumbs the fineness and spirities of the mind. The liabilities of disease is increased by flesh eating. We do not hesitate to say this, my dear listener, that meat is not essential to maintain health and strength. I wish to inform you that these health talks are meant even to benefit the young child who can understand the brain while he is growing. Therefore, we are going to use the simplest message possible in order to reach all. Now, all those who subsist largely upon meat cannot avoid sometimes eating flesh which is more or less diseased. Why? Because as much as you partake of the non-vegetarian diet, you become addicted to it and you end up having such an appetite for the flesh more and more. And even you don't consider if this is sick or not sick. Sometimes in our families, an ox may die of disease, but because of the appetite that we have, we go ahead and we slaughter the dead carcass and we eat, saying all things will be fine. In many cases, the process that is taken to feed animals for the market, the fattening of the chicken, the fattening of the calves and the animals that are meant for the market in order to make money, it's all through unhealthy. These animals, you'll find them shut away from light. They don't get pure air. They inhale all the atmosphere that is filthy and stale. The entire body of the animal soon becomes contaminated with the foul matter. And when such flesh is received into the human body, what do you think are you going to partake? These flesh animals that have been always sick they will corrupt your blood, and your blood will become impure. For we saw that we are made up of what we eat, and the food that we partake is changed into blood, which blood goes to the brain and helps in the functioning of this organ. Now, after our blood is corrupted and impure, it becomes diseased, and we fall sick. If the person already has impure blood, this unhealthful condition will be greatly aggravated. But few, my dear listener, 
can be made to believe that it is the meat they have eaten which has poisoned their blood and caused their suffering. Many don't believe. Even if you'll hear doctors and physicians speaking all this, they do not believe because of the appetite they have developed for flesh meats. Many die of diseases which are wholly due to meat eating. When the real cause is scarcely suspected by themselves or others, some do not immediately feel its effects. Why? You know, when we have partaken of the food, the body will take time to react against the ill treatments that we do unto it. You may take the deceased meat today, and you may not feel the effects today. You may take many years, and you may not still feel the effects. That is the same thing with somebody who is smoking. He or she does not feel the effects of this ill habit for the first time. But as time goes by, he ends up feeling the effects. Thus it is with meat eating. But this is no evidence that it does not hurt them. It may be doing its work surely upon the system. Yet for the time being, the victim may realize nothing of it. Beloved, the liability of taking disease is increased ten times by meat eating. Statistics that have been carried out show that those who partake of flesh or non-vegetarian diets are more liable to diseases as compared to the vegetarian diets. The eating of flesh meats has made a poor quality of blood and flesh. You and me as listeners and as human beings, we have our systems in a state of inflammation. We prepare to take on the disease because of meat eating. We are liable to acute attacks of disease and to sudden death because we do not possess the strength of constitution to rally and resist this disease. When we feed on flesh, my listener, the juices of what we eat pass into the circulation, for that is what we have already ascertained in the earlier presentation. A feverish condition is created because the animals are diseased and by partaking of their flesh, we plant the seeds of disease in our own tissues and blood. Then, when exposed to the changes in a malarious atmosphere, to prevailing epidemics and contagious diseases, these are more sensibly felt, for the system is not in a condition to resist disease. Remember, the brain has the power to resist disease because it's through the brain that we have all the communications to ensure that all changes in the body have been taken. So when the brain is not well fed, the whole blood system is sick, everything becomes into a wreck. Flesh meats constitute the principal article of food upon the tables of some families. Until their blood is filled with cancerous and scrofulous humors, their bodies are composed of what they eat. But when suffering and disease come upon them, some of them consider an affliction of providence. You will hear some of this say, I am suffering like Job. But how many jobs do we have suffering? Remember my listener, cars costless shall never come. 
flesh was never the best food, but its use is now doubly objectionable even from the scientific world. Since disease in animals is so rapidly increasing, therefore those who use flesh foods little know what they are eating. Ask yourself, do I know what this meat I'm eating is composed of? And if I really know, then is it healthful for my body or is it just an indulgence of appetite? Often, if they could see the animals when living and know the quality of the meat they are eating, they would turn from it with loathing. People are continually eating flesh that is filled with tuberculosis and cancerous germs. Tuberculosis, cancer, and other fatal diseases are thus contaminated and communicated to the body. Dear listener, the effects of a flesh diet may not be immediately realized in your body as you continue eating, but this is no evidence for you that it's not harmful. Few of you can be made to believe that this is the cause of your many diseases that has caused all through your life. But if you realize how meat eating nowadays as we have reached to the ends of the world, diseases in the animal kingdom have gone up, everything is polluted and what you partake on your table, you realize that you need to make a change in your lifestyle. Lastly, the idea of eating dead flesh is abhorrent to all of us. How can you, a living animal, a living human being, eat the flesh of another? Is not that shocking to you? We need to have a stand on this. Dear listener, you do not have an excuse to be made in order to continue in your non-veg diet. You've realized that even you've been told by the old scientific discoveries that animal eating, flesh eating, has caused a lot of diseases that we are now having. Why should you then not make up your mind now and stop that habit? I call upon you to look upon your brain, to look upon your body, that you need to have a strong constitution of the brain in order to defeat every disease. So as we have seen in the non-veg diet, how should we try our best to live in a good health? All these things have been discovered and they have been realized to be the truth. Now I put them before you in the clearest and simple way that you may choose today to make a choice for the better tomorrow. God bless you. Thank you for our nice health talk. We are sure it was hope for the despondent, cheer for the sick, and rest for the weary. Keep listening to AWR. It will open the door to a new experience in your life. To know more on our program, you may contact us with your questions or prayer requests by calling 000-800-040-1704. Again, the number to call is 000-800-040-1704. You could also hear all our programs on our website. That's on awr.org slash English program. 
Time to hear God's word. Dear listener, today we are going to study about two brothers from the Bible. Yes, they are none other than Cain and Abel. And before we get to the message, let's read a portion from the scripture. In Genesis chapter 4, it says, And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she gained bare his son Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep. But Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of fruit of the ground as an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of that fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he did not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou uh, doest well, thou shalt not be accepted, and if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth, and from thy face shall I be hid, and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth, and it shall come to pass that every one that findeth me shall slay me. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod. Dear listener, uh, let's get into the story of Adam and his sons. It's not easy to rate Adam as a father. We do know this, Adam and Eve's first two sons were relatively close in age to one another and were born and grew to manhood outside the Garden of Eden. With their father, they labored hard and long, Cain working as a farmer and Abel as a shepherd. Acquainted as we are with the story of Eden, its forbidden fruit, the newly minted couple, 
Satan's ego feeding temptation and Adam and Eve's eventual banishment there is no information provided about any interaction between Adam and his boys yet as with the most old testament sagas the story of Adam and his sons has undeniable truths for today too often we stumble over historicity and lose the larger picture the facts that god wants dads like us to understand fact one dear listener my son hear the instruction of thy father proverbs chapter 1 verse 8 and fact two the heavens are the lords but the earth hath he given to the children of men psalms 115 verse 16 god has entrusted the earth to you and to your children so what does he expect of you to live responsibly for your family and to pass down your christian faith to your children when a father fails to do this or when a child fails to grasp biblical truths the effects may be felt for generations to come dear listener it seems inconceivable that murder would enter the lives of the first family created by god and that a man one generation removed from the blissful setting of eden would take the life of his brother remember though that cain and abel weren't born until after adam and eve were banished from eden they had no memory of their father walking with god cain was the older son and perhaps uh, the more aggressive one in hebrews his name means acquisition while abel's name means temporary yet all this doesn't explain why one son would commit murder especially living under adam's roof dear listener readers of genesis can assume that adam taught cain and abel about their responsibilities to god even when they were eking out a living which was nearly uh, always we can assume that adam made sure to make of offerings to god a casual reader of the text make one question why god accepted abel's animal offerings while um, cain's fruit offering was rejected we learn that abel's offering was pleasing to god because he offered it with faith hebrews chapter 11 verse 4 while cain's offering appears to have been given grudgingly and thoughtlessly without possessing faith he thought he would uh, get away with it when god rejected cain's offering cain was filled with jealousy and murdered his brother when god questioned him about abel cain's answer was am i my brother's keeper in other words i will not take responsibility for my brother's death god ordered cain into exile and so he went into the land of nod east of eden dear listener what lesson do we have for today fathers who have kids who obey more often than not our kids who see god obeyed in their families god wants us to be responsible dads and that means trusting our lives and our future 
to him and then imparting those truths to our children dear listener think this over kane's flippant answer to god is a contemporary attitude that is no respecter of age in this day of casual relationships how does a father teach his kids to honor god how do you demonstrate your respect for god many who write about this scripture agree that uh, one word theme of uh, for the passage is responsibility what is the motivation for your sense of responsibility how do you model it at home dear listener we don't know what kind of dad adam was but we do know that abel possessed faith and that faith pleased god abel undoubtedly was beneficiary of adam's close relationship with god my dear friend how are you contributing to the success you hope for your children god bless you dear listener and before i end this message i will leave this verse with you read proverbs chapter 14 verse 30 it says a sound heart is the life of the flesh but envy the rottenness of the bones god bless you dear listener as you get close to god and have full faith in him may god bless you let's pray our kind and loving father we come to you as we are we adore you we praise you we worship you lord like abel may we have full faith in your leading may we share this faith to our children friends and foes we commit our life in your mighty hands we accept jesus christ as our only savior from sin and death in jesus precious name we pray amen With this, we have almost come to the end of our broadcast. To know more on God's word, you may contact us with your questions or prayer requests by calling 000-800-040-1704. Again, the number to call is 000-800-040-1704. We also invite you to visit our website for these programs and that is awr 
डॉट ओ आर जी स्लैश इंग्लिश प्रोग्राम दिस इज योर होस्ट शरद एंड आई एम मोरिन साइनिंग ऑफ फ्रॉम एडवेंचर्स वर्ल्ड रेडियो डू जॉइन एस अगेन अलॉन्ग विथ योर फैमिली एंड फ्रेंड्स अंटिल देन वी विश यू गुड बाय एंड गॉड ब्लेस यू